Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew 5, 10 through 16, called Let Your Light Shine. You're the salt of the earth, but what happens if salt loses its saltiness? Do you go like this? You know, this salt needs salt. That, that's a contradiction in terms. If you have a salt shaker filled with salt that's unsalty, you're probably going to do what? Toss it because if, a, if salt isn't salty, then it isn't worth anything. You could throw it on the road and it'd be, it could be end of verse 13, trampled underfoot by men. And apparently the salt of the ancient world, if it came in contact with other chemicals of the earth, it would lose its saltiness. Kind of an interesting connection. We come in too close of contact with the things of the world. We lose our saltiness. Some years ago, I talked to an elder of a church. He was speaking about a Christian leader, an extremely prominent, uh, amazing preacher who got himself in some trouble. He was in a compromised situation. And unfortunately, it stumbled his ministry. This is many, many years ago. He was probably one of the leading voices in the Christian world in terms of teaching and authority. And this elder said to me, how do you make the salt salty again? Do you understand what he was saying, brothers and sisters? It's hard to get it back once it's been compromised. And Jesus is basically saying this. Your influence in this world will be a result of who you are. You don't have to produce it. You don't have to wake up tomorrow morning and say, oh, Lord, uh, I, I just need to be salty. No, it's more like this. Your saltiness will be a direct connection to your link with the king and the power of the Holy Spirit. Spurgeon puts it this way. There is a secret something, which is the secret of believers' power. That something is savor or taste. It's not easy to define it, but yet it is absolutely essential for usefulness. When it is there, it impacts the world and the world notices. Colossians 4, 6 puts it this way. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned as it were with salt, so that you may know how you should respond to each person. Our lives hopefully will get people asking questions about our link to the king, our spiritual diet. Everybody with me? And it will produce a savor that will make an impact. So pass the salt. That's all I can say. <laughs> Next verse. Second metaphor, you are the light of the world. I find it amazing that Jesus, just like he said of salt, this is what you are. He says of light, you are the light of the world. Wait a minute, I thought Jesus was the light of the world. Oh, he is. But his light has become my light. 
as those boys in the African children's choir were singing. We can be a light to others around us. Light equals visibility. Salt influence, light visibility. Notice the, the metaphor. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. A few years back, my mom told me that she discovered uh, where our family hails from in Italy. If you didn't know, most of you know, we're an Italian family. And she showed me a picture of a city on a hill. And it was this beautiful city in Italy. The name escapes me at the moment. And it was literally a city on a hill. It's on my bucket list to go and have some pizza pie or some linguine or something, right? But it looks so amazing and inviting. Think about the metaphor. The metaphor is not of one individual standing on a hill with a candle or a phone. It's a city. It's a community. It's many lights coming together to shine for the Lord. It's the church. Amen? It's the putting together of the body of Christ in such a way that we shine, not just as lights of Capernaum or Galilee, but you're the light of the whole world. The world needs our light. The brighter the light, the farther it will penetrate the dark recesses of our world. Would you hold your place in Matthew? Turn to Isaiah 42. As you turn there, I want to show you a prophecy about the Messiah but I want to give you some good news. You ready for some good news? Here's the good news. As much as we can talk about the problems in the world and in our country, I want you to think from the time that this sermon was first preached, how far has the gospel gone out into the world? Do you know that Revelation 6 says that when we appear before the Lord, whatever the timing of Revelation 6 will be, there will be people there from every tribe, every tongue, every nation. The gospel from this little area of Galilee has permeated much of the known world. China, India, you can think of Uh, places all over Europe. We can go around the globe. Yes, is there a portion of the world that's not reached yet? They call it the 1040 window. Yes, but a good portion of the world has been reached. Praise the Lord. The light is going out. And I mean going out in the best sense, not flickering out, but going out permeating dark land after dark land where people sat in the darkness of witchcraft, craft, sat in the darkness of, you know, whatever you want to talk about. The light of Christ came. The grace of God, amen? That Look around the room. That's why there's so many different variables here in this room. We come from different nations, different backgrounds. The gospel has done its job. The light has gone out. Look at this prophecy about the Messiah. Isaiah 42, 1. Behold my, spirit, uh, who, behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom my soul delights. I've put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. Isaiah 42, 2. He will not cry out or raise his voice nor make his voice heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break. A dimly burning wick he will not extinguish. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not be disheartened or crushed 
until he has established justice in the earth. Note, we're supposed to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And the coastlands will wait expectantly for his law. Thus says the Lord God, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and its offspring, who gives breath to the people on it and the spirit, spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I've called you in righteousness. I will also hold you up by the hand and watch over you. I will appoint you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the nations. To do what? To open blind eyes, just like Jesus told Paul he would do. To bring out prisoners from the dungeon and those who dwell in darkness from the prison. I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another nor my praise to graven images. Behold, the former things have come to pass. Now I declare new things. Before they spring forth, I proclaim them to you. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing his praises from the end of the earth. You who go down to the sea and all that is in it, you islands and, all, and those who dwell on them. It should amaze and humble us. And it, it's not surprising back to Matthew 5 and we'll finish it because of the power of our God. But the gospel has permeated the entire world. And I use the entire world in quotes. I realize there's some unreached people groups, but you guys know what I'm saying? Christian uh, radio, Christian television, missionaries, the gospel light is going out. And that's something to rejoice in. And I don't think we think about it enough, frankly. This promise has been largely fulfilled in 2,000 years of church history. Are we done yet? No. Do we have more nations to reach? Yes. But the gospel powerfully has moved towards the ends of the earth. And that is a praise. Amen? It's a good time for a hallelujah right there. Matthew 5, 15. Now Jesus is walking out the light metaphor We'll just tackle these last couple of verses. He says, Nor do men light a lamp and put it under a basket or a bowl. You don't, you don't light a, a lamp at your house and then throw a blanket over it. You light it, you put it on the lampstand, and what happens? It gives light to all who are in the house. Right now, you're a solo Christian. Your spouse is not a believer your light's still going. They may not like it. They may wear sunglasses when they're around you, even indoors. I don't know. But your light is shining to the house because it's who you are. Amen? Jesus is not saying, okay, be the light. No, he's saying, you are the light. My presence in you is going to shine and you will appear as lights in this world it's a perverse and wicked world often manifesting itself in those things. And so Jesus sums it up with these words. Let your light shine before men. That they, let it shine before men in such a way that they may see visibility, see your good works, and glorify your Father who's in heaven. Your light if you're taking notes, equals your good works. That's what Jesus just said. I'm not making that up. Your light is your good works. 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Would you please consider supporting Walk in Truth being on this radio station and podcast for at least $5 a month? As a thank you, we'll send you more content from Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team through our new Walk in Truth app. You will have quick access to our daily episodes. You can watch videos of Pastor Michael's most recent Sunday sermons and access to our bonus podcast and video series, A Step Closer. All this and more is available to you on our new Walk in Truth app as a thank you for your financial gift. Please become a financial partner of at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth. Jesus is not saying, okay, be the light. No, he's saying, you are the light. My presence in you is going to shine and you will appear as lights in this world. It's a perverse and wicked world often manifesting itself in those things. And so Jesus sums it up with these words. Let your light shine before men. That they let it shine before men in such a way that they may see visibility, see your good works, and glorify your Father who's in heaven. Your light, if you're taking notes, equals your good works. That's what Jesus just said. I'm not making that up. Your light is your good works, and they are to be seen by people, and they will bring a response. What are good works? Do you know that this phrase, good works, you, you're not going to see it too many times in the New Testament, just a handful of times. What, what are the good works that might convey the light of the kingdom to people? In Matthew 25, we won't go there, you all know it. Jesus says, I was sick and you came to me. I was in prison and you visited me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was hungry and you fed me. And the righteous will say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or naked or you know, come to you when you were sick. When you did it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it for me. Amen? Amen. These are some of the good works. Good works are just simply that, good things that you do in the name of Christ that will associate you with Christ. He went around doing good, Acts 10, 38. Healing those who are oppressed by the enemy, touching people, showing compassion. These are the good works of the church. We don't do them to impress people. We do them because we can't help but be salt and light. And when people see your good works, we'll put aside the negative response. We already tackled that. What will they do? When they see your good works, they see your light, they see that you're salt, they will glorify your Father who's in heaven. What does that mean? Well, it could be like Nebuchadnezzar when Daniel was in his court and Nebuchadnezzar said, the God of Daniel, and he began to exalt that God or the true God. Was Nebuchadnezzar converted? That's another sermon, we don't know. But he glorified God, he gave God praise. 
But many scholars believe that glorify your father in heaven is shorthand for salvation. I take you to the crucifixion scene. Jesus has been responding to the insults and praying for those who crucify him. He's on the cross in his dying moments. He, he uh, gives his spirit to the hands of his father and the Roman centurion says, surely this was the son of God. Many believe that was a statement of saving faith. Here's the point. How many of you could say that you are sitting here today not just simply because you heard the gospel, but because you saw the gospel? I want you to raise up your hand. If a relationship brought you to the Lord, raise up your hand right now. Would you keep it up? Everybody look around just for a second. How many of you came to saving faith in Jesus Christ because you saw the gospel in someone's life, family, marriage, ministry. Now, yes, the gospel has power when it's heard, no doubt. But it has, let's just call another layer, when it's seen. Amen? What does that mean for us right now? We're about to go out. You, you guys are here for a couple more minutes and you're gonna go out into that world, right? And you're gonna be on mission. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. The question is just to let it shine. Well, how do I do that? You go around doing good. And when people see your good works, and yes, should you preach the gospel to people? Yes. It's not an either or deal. But when people see the good that you do because you belong to the God who is good, they will taste something. They will see something and they'll go, hmm, tell me why you do this or don't do that. And then you can say, let me tell you the good news. God so loved the world. My father so loved the world. He gave his son that whoever believes in him won't die without him. They won't be spiritually dead. They'll live. And back in 1995 or whatever your story is, I came to life. There was a lady at the office who prayed for me. There was someone who invited me to a Bible study. There was a, 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 a man in our neighborhood who had a marriage like I had never seen before. I come from brokenness and a mess. And he lived the gospel in front of me. And I wondered What's that all about? And who is this guy? And what's going on here? And I came to glorify my father who's in heaven. He's my father now. He could be your father too. You with me? Let your light shine. Father, thank you for these moments that we've shared together. Ushers, you can go ahead and come forward and we'll start passing out the elements. Thank you for this moment, Lord, that we have to think about the price that you paid, your, your goodness manifested at the cross, your holiness, the power of God through the resurrection. We remember the good you did for us, Lord, the light you are. And I just pray that as we come to the table of God, we'd be filled afresh with 
kingdom power. This church has done an amazing job of impacting the, the world through so many different ministries and through the individual lives here. And collectively, we are a city on a hill. And Lord, I pray that more and more that light will permeate our community and our country. We need it so desperately. Give us wisdom in the days ahead, but also help us to realize who we are and help us continue to see the impact of the good works that you're doing in us and through us, Lord. May it always bring you glory and you alone receive the glory, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. Just keep your heart bowed for a moment. If you've not met the king, you didn't realize maybe how much he loved you, that Jesus died on the cross for you, that good works don't save you. You're saved by grace through faith. Good works will flow from a saved heart. So don't get that reversed. Right now in this moment, you must be saved the same way all of us are saved, by God's grace, through the finished work of Christ. And each one of us have to have a moment when we simply say, Lord, I I see it. Be my father. Thank you for sending your son. Make me part of your kingdom. Fill me with your light. I turn away from the darkness of my sin, praying if it's you. I'm sorry for it. I turn from deception and even religious performance. And I turn to the living God. I know all things are open before you, Lord. So I'm gonna come in humility. Maybe for some of you, you're coming back. I'm I'm gonna come home in repentance. But I thank you for the light of hope, the light of Christ. I'm sure the, the Lord can fill in the blanks for you, but just continue to seek his face. And for all of you who are the precious people of God, as we come to his table, I pray that you be blessed and encouraged and refreshed. You've been listening to Let Your Light Shine, part three on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew chapter five, verses 10 through 16. And if you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is always available on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. And would you please tell a friend about Walk in Truth? We hope today's teaching will be a blessing and uplifting to someone you care about. Would you please encourage a friend or family member to listen to Walk in Truth on this station? If you're listening through your podcast app, please click the share button. Thanks so much for spreading the word about Walk in Truth. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, we have come to the end of another incredible week right here on Walk in Truth. And as we're walking through the incredible Sermon on the Mount from the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of the universe, we have talked about let your light shine. And I pray that as believers, we'd be shining as brightly as ever in some dark times in our world, right? It's been some tough sledding, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of darkness, a lot of fear. 
but the light of the Lord um, will penetrate every dark area and his light needs to be shining brightly in his people. So let your light shine. Let your light shine. That's the key. And as the church, it's simply we are reflected light. It's not our light. We're like the moon. We're not like the sun. We reflect the light of Christ. So stay close to him and that light will shine. Well, we're coming up to the weekend, and my prayer for you always is that you'll be connected vitally to a local church in your area, serving the Lord, praising Him corporately, using your gifts, giving, sharing, serving. Be connected to the body if at all possible. Um, You need to be there. On Monday, we're going to get into the law of the King as Jesus begins to bring out the depth of the Ten Commandments in deeper, incredible ways. We'll study the law of the king, Lord willing, on Monday. I pray you'll have a beautiful weekend. Hey, if we can help you in any way, reach out to us at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com, and we'll see you right here on Monday. God bless. We appreciate our Walk in Truth financial partners. You contribute to our ministry, broadcast, and podcast. As a thank you for your support, we've created the Walk in Truth app. you got to check it out. It's available in your app store. If you'd like to become a Walk in Truth partner, any amount is appreciated. You can now give on the Walk in Truth app or visit walkintruth.com. And join us Monday for Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew 5, 17 through 30, called The Law of the King. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.